Hats Off is an edutainment podcast that is in no way a substitute for clinical assessment, diagnosis, and treatment. The views expressed on this podcast are solely the opinions of the host and their guest. Mental health is defined as a person's condition with regard to their psychological and emotional well-being. But sometimes we have to get real, and that's when we say, hats off. Hello, 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 hello. How are thee in the world? It's Labor Day! It is Labor Day, but because we love you guys, we're still working. Look at that. (laughs) (laughs) This ain't work for us. We love doing this, actually. Let me not lie. And we're getting peace after this. And I'm finally taking Earl to Zablon. I cannot wait. That's a fun word. It is such an amazing word. And what is all the only thing more amazing is the pizza. I'm excited. I'm really excited because you know pizza is one of my favorite. It's a blessing. So, so, um, so we are here. Um, let's check in. How are you, Mr. Earl? I'm sorry. I was yarning. (laughs) Um, I don't know where that came from. I am doing well. Um, I may have an announcement oh, on the next episode. Yeah, so we shall see. We shall see. But I'm excited. I'm good. I um enjoying this three day weekend. Um, mm-hmm. You know, trying to your birthday is this month. Ah. It's Virgo season. <laughs> We're doing the big fives this year. We are doing the big fives because Earl and I are ten years apart, so we're like we're always down the, to the second day. number. <laughs> the same, yes. I'm um I'm excited for your birthday. Yes, yeah. And all that is going to be going on. I gotta come up with something. I have a surprise. Uh oh. Oh gosh. Boing boing boing. The Virgo yeah. and me. Is nervous about surprises. Yeah, I don't but think Earth signs like surprises. I know, because we are control freaks on yeah, the low. It we makes, like to be I control. get all the anxiety. Absolutely. Um, and then after your birthday, it's fall. I know. I'm excited for the leaves and things. They said, that's saw an article that said the leaves are going to be like the prettiest they've ever been in a, like really? years. Yeah. Fall is my favorite season. You get the best fashion in fall. It's just, you can wear a coat, a little light jacket, a little denim. Yeah. You know. And then it's my birthday. Woo! That I have no idea what I want to do. This was the big one. I know. And it's New Year's Eve. I know. I know. How fun is that? That your birthday is New Year's Eve. My birthday is never mine. I know. But it's always, it always belongs to my friends. But then you know there's always going to be something to do on yes. your birthday. No, like, I love it, but my friends have, they always take my birthday over. Like, <laughs> they're always just like, so what are we doing for our birthday this year? <laughs> One of my friends calls it our birthday. I love it. But that I love her, Sierra. I talk about Sierra every yes. Hey, Sierra. Sierra is it's actually her birthday. Um, <laughs> she has not missed a birthday. Ever. I love it. She I mean, only missed one birthday. birthday, but then she was like, I'm not missing it ever again. So I don't know. I do. Um, I need to figure it out. 
I need to figure it out. It's 25, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yay, I'm excited. So excited. So we are gonna tip our hats. How are you? you didn't... Oh, I didn't check in, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm good. Oh, it was a busy weekend. Part of my tip my hat is about my weekend, but we also had my family reunion on my dad's side, which was nice. I got to see a cousin that I think I have not seen since 2000. Whoa. And that That's was 17 quite, years. Yeah, that was amazing. Um, or maybe 01, but still, not much better. <laughs> yeah, so um, that was really awesome. And Carter got to play with some cousins and stuff, you know, with me being an only child and then him being my only child. You know, he doesn't have like a lot of like family around um my cousins are kind of spread out um so it's always nice when he gets to play with cousins so it was funny though so one of my cousins has a um either a foster daughter i don't think they've adopted her but she's part of the family um she's been part of the family for a while but carter's never met her and she's white and so he was like my little friend and my dad was like that's your cousin and he was like oh there's something not right here. He was struggling. He was struggling with that. And I was like, well, you know how oh, families look different. Oh, that little girl in your picture. Yeah. I was like, you know, families look different. And we just are blessed to have someone in our family who's of a different race. And he was like, oh, That's okay. Exciting, <laughs> but he, at first, he was like, great. He's like, right now, you're silly. Right That's not our stuff. cousin. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, no, that was good. I think I want to adopt. I would love to adopt. That was random, but yeah. I would love to adopt. That was always the plan, to have children. I want one and that adopt. I want to adopt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Yeah. If that one doesn't scare me from parenting. <laughs> it won't. You're going to love it. Parenting's amazing. I want to love it, but I just, I, I, I just know who they're going to be. Or they're going to be me. I'm going to say, that's your fault. So you can't be mad at them when they like their daddy. Okay. A lot of shade coming from you on the Labor Day. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You can't. That's how, you know that's how I feel. When Carter does stuff, I'm like, you know what? I can't even be mad at you this particular moment. No. Because if that ain't Courtney, I don't know what it is. So. I'm sitting. I'm going to leave. <laughs> I hope y'all enjoyed him on the mini-sode. He was really, really excited about that. And he's coming up with some more tips. And instantly, like, was unexcited. He's like, well, I don't actually have a force. <laughs> he was like, so. I don't have a force, so bye. Like, he didn't even say bye. He, he did, like, he I'm did not leave. say bye. When I re-listened to it, I was like, he did not say bye. That's what bye. the whole pause was. Because he's just like, well, I don't have anything to say. But remember, so. he was like, I did say bye. I'm like, no, you did no, not. You said, I'm going to leave. Uh, he be acting like we can't hear. Sorry, I can hear. Two hold of those. Like, thank you. With like, the most excellent hearing because we always on ready. Thank you. But, oh, yeah. but yes, but he really enjoyed that. So thank you for indulging his back to school um, tips. Um, so tip our hats, y'all. I got to sit at the feet mm. of a legend mm. on Saturday. I attended a banquet for the Black Political Caucus of Mecklenburg County. And Auntie Maxine Waters was the guest speaker. Come on. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. And so I have talked before about how, you know, Trump loved to come for folk. And he's yet to come for Auntie Maxine. And I was always like, she must know where the bodies are buried. Well, what I know now is that if you talk to her, she will tell you where the bodies are buried. She (laughs) has all of the receipts. She has all of the information, and Auntie Maxine is just the truth. And if you think about, like, I think for me, just knowing the foolishness that I have experienced in my 34 years um, of life, almost 35 years of life, I can't imagine what a black woman who decided to go into politics in the 60s, 
has had to endure on mm-hmm. Capitol Hill. Like, I can't even Fathom. wrap my mind around the foolishness that she has had to address and overcome because people say rude shit all the time. You know, I'm very fortunate to work in a very liberal setting, um, a very woke setting, and I still encounter foolishness and microaggressions all the time. So I just can't imagine what people were saying to her and ways they were trying to railroad her and disrespect her um, back in the day, because they're coming from her. They're coming for her now. Um, or they're trying to. You can't come for Auntie Maxine. Like, Not unless just, you want that, them, them soldiers she Just has. redirect. Like, if you want to come for Auntie Maxine, you need to redirect. You see how Stacey Dash tried to come for her? And then, and then try to say it was a intern. Thank Girl, you. who you, who interning you under you? But who's try, interning under you, Stacey? You don't have a job. What do you do? What are they interning you under you to do? But you don't have a job, huh? Like... I'm sorry. I'm I'm one of the ones coming for you. If you come for Auntie Maxine, I'm coming for you. I love so, how that Sta- whole slip did. And uh-huh. Stacey Dash really is the epitome of self hate to me. Like yeah, she is she somebody hates who hates herself, and that is really important. And it's crazy because like your cousin is David. Yeah, I thought that was her brother. No, I, think I thought they were, I thought they were brothers from different dad, like that same dad, different mom. Oh, I thought they were first cousins. Oh, I don't know. I thought they were br- siblings. But um, she must y'all have nobody who love her because if she did, I was like, "What is your son?" People think? would help her. She don't have nobody to help her. No, I think her family is like, "We done with you, sis." Must be her and Amarosa. Amarosa get up on there. How she out here just like no one's talking to me because you are a traitor. Yeah, no, sis. That's there are consequences there, for your actions. There are people consequences for your actions. Like y'all. forgive and forget. They forgave and forgot you. Exactly. You no longer exist. They put a boundary. And in place. shout out to Courtney, you guys, because. <laughs> She just went over a great intervention <laughs> called um, your soldiers, mm-hmm. small soldiers, your loyal soldiers, loyal, loyal, loyal soldiers. Yes, and it's pretty much like um, not your different selves, but your your defense, your mechanism. defense mechanism that show up for yourself. And you guys, I have come to realize that I have four <laughs> soldiers who are very much loyal to Earl in his kingdom. <laughs> Um, and I'm going to share them with you. Oh, look at you! Oh, yeah, look at me. You know, I don't, I'm quite, I'm quite private. But I'm going to share my loyal soldiers. I love it. So I have four soldiers, you guys, that I call. One is called the funeral director, because if <laughs> you favorite. all know me, um, this one is actually fairly new. I think I developed him in like the last ten years. When I am done with someone or a situation, I have a habit of holding a whole waking funeral for them, like they are dead. Yes, and I don't. I no longer see them or interact with them. So, um, the funeral director is. I think he is my top. I think he's yes. the first on the battlefield. Yes. And then I have the lion, because mm-hmm. um, and he was quite present more so in my younger years. But when um, that was when I just blow up, and the house shakes, mm-hmm. and I unleash. Then I have the sinister one, and I think the sinister and the funeral director are actually um. They're like cousins. They work together. They are. Uh, they are a team. Mm-hmm. Um, because mm-hmm. when that sinister side comes out, and sometimes it slips out, I don't even realize. As Courtney was like, the way you said it, I'm like, well, that. <laughs> I know. And he'll be like, well, I'm gonna say this, and then put LOL, and I'm like, no, I don't. LOL save lives. <laughs> I don't care. Nobody say that's a T-shirt. LOLs save lives. You put a Facebook I'm horrible, and then no, like, but see, this is the thing. So y'all, Courtney's lying. Um, <laughs> lying. <laughs> I don't say things sinisterly. I am just a very up 
front and I put the cards on the table. So what no one can ever say about me is that I misled them. True. Because I always put it now and I try to say things in a way that there is very clear and direct where there's no question. Yes. But Courtney says that when I say things, it's tutoring. Like oh, no. it's it's it can hurt feelings. But I put an LOL. Sometimes I have a little sauce on it. And then I'm we saucy. put the LOL. I can't like, help that I'm saucy. Oh. Don't you want me to serve you plain white rice? Yes. I can't. People just need white rice, no butter, no salt. Like That ain't me, baby. Rice. I'm seasoned. <laughs> I am, I'm just, giving you all the seasoning. I'm like, he just throws the Lowry. just throws it But I thing. say things. But see, y'all, I say things in a calm way. Mm-hmm. But, <sighs> Courtney, this is like, she's like, well, maybe you can reframe. And I'm like, who want to reframe? I'm not at work. <laughs> I'm not reframing. Yes, that is true. And I have been known to say to people, like, I save all my filter for clients. And so I get it. Because I feel like, like, where Earl's is very direct, mine is raw. Like, if you get, it takes me longer to say it, but when I say it, yeah, it's like, Ow. See, and that's why I don't like to get there, because that's why I like to just say stuff, because if yeah. I don't, then the lion, you're going to give the lion sinister yes. mix. And, then and I don't want to give you, I like to just to go to put it all out on, why? Because you're going to need to process I know that I am capable of, I I have a gift of the tongue, mm-hmm. and I don't like to use it. Yeah, the power of life and death is in the tongue, that's what the words say. Okay, that's why I always be, all my friends be like, you need to speak over my life, because everything I say come true, but yeah. I'm trying to get this meal. And then I have... <laughs> The fixer, yes, and the fixer is more so. Uh, um, all this actually ties into what we're talking about mm-hmm. today. The fixer is now the fixer shows up more so for other people because, mm. like, when other people's shit is not together, then I feel the need to like fix, and that's when like the little OCD comes out, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, well, oh, it's okay. Let me just handle. It. Let me fix it. And but the fixer ain't always good because the fixer will block yourself, exactly. and sometimes you want to be like, I can't fix it for you, but then you still do it. Yes, and that's the whole point of your loyal soldiers mm-hmm. is that they like cause your real self to lessen, and they show up to protect you, but they're not always needed. So like if I'm working with a couple, you know, your partner is not your your enemy; they're mm-hmm. your ally. So if your loyal soldiers are attacking your partner. That's a problem. You know what I mean? But again, our loyal soldiers come out of real need. Mm -hmm. So there were times in our lives where we needed those mechanisms, but they just continue to stay with us. And I don't necessarily think they have to be dissolved. I think we just need to be aware of them so that we know when to use them and when not to use them. Some more nice vacations. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. So I will share mine as well. Um, So mine is the Banshee. And the banshee is just that. Like, my head will spin and green <laughs> shit will spew out of my mouth and I will scream and be crazy. Um, I also have the comedian who, you know, it's this doesn't bother me. My feelings aren't hurt. I got jokes for you. I got jokes on me. Like, it's, it's whatever. And I'm crying on the inside. Um, the other one, I think I want to call her the veil. Not the ghost because there's sometimes when things happen and I will just shut. No, it Bell is down. perfect. Bell is like perfect. Earl. No, like he's like that is exactly that what is, is a perfect name. Yes, when I had hair, when I had long hair, I would literally like just pull my hair in front of my face and be like, "Oh, those people are arguing. That is so uncomfortable." Um, and so yeah, I just get uncomfortable and I just shut down. And then a new one that um has come out since I've become a mom is the mama bear that if I feel like you are coming for Carter I will destroy you 
Yeah. Like, I will destroy you. And that's not always good because we have to let our kids do hard things. And we can't always take the hard things from them. Mm-hmm. And just like, you know, we're going to do an episode on grief and loss and how to hold space. But I think parents have to learn how to hold space with their kids and not try to fix everything that happens and not try to tear into people. Because Carter's already getting some of that in first grade. He's had some people, like, call him weird. And really? I know. Okay, Uncle Uncle Bear. Bear. Wait, Uncle did you Bear. see my face? Really? Yeah, Uncle Bear. <laughs> I need you to simmer down. <laughs> Sorry, I'll show you weird. <laughs> but it did. He was fine with. I was like, well, how? He, but he said a little boy was like doing the cuckoo. So I guess Carter's quirky, and I love that about him. And he loves that about himself. Yeah. And so I was like, well, how did you feel? He was like, I didn't care. And I was like, oh, okay, you know. Oh, I'm so, so glad that he's learning to develop his I don't give an yeah, ass. Yeah, exactly. Because you That's know those people suck, and it's not your. You're not the asshole whisperer. You don't have to make them unsuck. You just have to learn how to not hear them. That's all. So, but I wanted to, you know, show up and choke that little boy and maybe slap his mama because obviously kids learn that shit. So you're probably a bitch too. But I'm doing the right thing. I'm I need water. I need water. I'm processing with fellow parents and, you know, and Carter's good. He's good. Well, he so okay, okay. he's fine. But you, did, you see Uncle Bear. Is <laughs> like, I'm like, like, who did what? Because I am so, I'm an advocate of teaching kids how to verbally get another child together. Yeah. I think Carter will. That's what I'm saying. Carter has all the shade, yes. so yeah. I think I, I I yeah, like I I either never mind, we'll move forward. Yeah, we're gonna move forward. <laughs> but yeah, so those are my um four. So yeah, so yeah, so um Auntie Maxine was amazing and even just attending the Black Political Caucus banquet was a reminder that I need to be more connected. We're about to join. And we're going to be joining the Black Political Caucus in Mecklenburg because we just need to stay woke and stay on top of things and we need to, you know, be invested in our own interests because that's that's the only way they're going to get, you know, change will happen. So that was amazing. So just a tip my hat to Auntie Maxine in September because it's going to be lit. Um, and who about, what about you? I am tipping my hat to, so you guys, I got a new barber. And she is lit! <laughs> oh my God, I love her. Brie, y'all. First off, her name on Instagram is at Honey Clippers. Um, look her up. I'm featured. Um, <laughs> y'all, like, best haircut I have ever. She, she remind me of my home barber. First off, and like, she's based, like, she's from Chicago. So, you know, Chicago is, like, home of the barbers, y'all. Mm-hmm. So, that's all I had to hear. But her name is, let me just be 100% sure. Matter of fact, I'm going to post my haircut on our page. Yes. Because... Mm-hmm. Y'all. And it's interesting because like the last week, the first time you got the haircut and you sent me the picture and you're like the video and you're like get to this haircut. So then when I saw you last week after you had just got the cut again, I was like looking at you like that is a good like haircut. it's y'all it's just so sharp it's, it's so sharp like and first off she has a okay so first off like I said her name is Honey Clippers that is her Instagram name I'm gonna uh, you know attach her information but then also download the app called style seat because she does appointments and she mm-hmm. sticks to her appointments so like Rich. if you book oh. an appointment from 5 30 to 6 that is your time mm-hmm. and she's so professional but then like she has good conversation like y'all and then her barbershop is right mm, like, do I want to say this it's right, not far from where it's you right yeah. it's, I could walk mm-hmm. and y'all it's 
it's just so professional in there. It's so shout out to Bree. Shout out Brianna. Hey, Brie. I gotta figure out how to get up there, but I'm I'm on my way. Cause I was looking at Earl's hair super close. Shout, and shout out to my to my bro Vante for putting me on. Because when I moved to Charlotte, like I love my Rock Hill barber, but that, that drive is dead. So y'all still hit him up in Rock Hill, my Rock yeah. Hill folk. But um I was like, Vante, I didn't need a barber. And he was like, You need to go to Bree. So I was like, let me see her Instagram. Because, you know, I don't like everybody touching my head. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a, I'm a child of a stylist. So I'm very particular. And if y'all know me, I get my hair cuts. If it ain't once a week, every two weeks, I'm in that cut. OCD. But she, oh, I just love her, y'all. Love her. So her information will be attached. Yeah. Hey, Bree. Thank you so much. So this is a requested topic. Um, and I think it's a very... Um, on time topic Mm -hmm. for a lot of different reasons um so today we're going to be talking about stress and anxiety and how to manage those things um and we're going to be doing some psychoeducation in this topic just because in recent years there's been such an increase in the number of people who've been diagnosed with anxiety um and it's not just the millennials people give the millennials a bad rap and be like oh the millennials are so anxious um i think there's a lot of people who are now recognizing that they've probably been anxious their entire lives um but are just now coming to terms with what that really means because i know a lot of older adults who definitely struggle with anxiety y'all i'm not gonna i'm not gonna talk about it okay okay I'm going to talk about it. So, Earl <laughs> has this bracelet, and I love this bracelet, and he loves this bracelet. I do. But this bracelet falls off his wrist every no, day. Don't Is it every day? No, it's actually like once a week. Okay. But, but there I have don't... been times where he was walking to our office, and he's like, I had to stop. Because it fell it's off like in a, the street. <laughs> it's like a gold... Is this called like a bangle bracelet? Kind of, yeah, but it's got like a bar. It's a bar. So like when you pull the bar through and then you have to attach like the little gold knot that like mm-hmm. twists around. And I think I need a new like knot part. Something, yeah. I, but it slips. But it's because I... T- <sighs> but I don't understand it because you were supposed to be able to move your arm. So that's what I'm saying. I think it's just the knot. I think it's a bad like knot on this rod. Oh. Because it'll come off. Because it didn't do that until after I had it for a little bit. So I don't know if I've like stripped it or what. Yeah. But it happens like once a week. But it's so interesting. And this goes towards anxiety. I'm like, stress. stresses, it stresses us out. Like I get stressed. But I think you get stressed more than me because I, I always, always think you're going to lose that little piece. Because y'all, I've gotten to a point where I'm just always like, I'll find it. <laughs> you will. And I always feel like it'll show back up. But I it, It's like out. a. I think it's a test for me to just <laughs> always stay like. Hey, life is gonna happen because y'all I legit have walked to so when I worked at um the university last year I was um how that sounded <laughs> I had was walking from the parking lot and from where I parked I had to cross the street go mm-hmm. to some grass and then like go down some steps and I lost it along the way and I remember I just had text Bev and I was like hey Bev I'm gonna be about five minutes late <laughs> to this meeting I said I just need to trace my steps because I need to find this bracelet because if you all know this bracelet is actually um was a gift from someone mm-hmm. so and I really this is a special gift to it, me. Is, it is so I was like it's gonna be okay so like everybody in the office because y'all was like did you are you gonna find it and I just walked, mm-hmm. and I was like, it's going to be okay. And then I found it. I picked it up. Boom. And then, like, when I went to visit you the other day at work. It fell. Yeah. But I knew it fell in my bag. I just knew. I was like, it's okay. 
I'm never stressed out about it, but Courtney be like, we, we're going to glue that. We, you can't I'm keep always trying to this. find a resolution. But I think it's just always a reminder. And I think, and you know what, though? It always falls off when I'm like, if my mind is racing or if I'm thinking like, I need, I'm, I'm trying to move too quick. And that's when it slows me down. Because like, even when it fell, just now, I was just thinking about like, okay, what do I need to do? Like all the things I need to do. Mm-hmm. And then it fell. So it's just a... I embrace it. I think it's a part of like slow your ass down. Boy. I like it. I like it. So, um, so just a little bit of information around how we process stress and anxiety. So, um, if you think about our brain in three parts, the first part of our brain that we utilize, like at birth and probably before birth, I need to look that up, um, includes what we call the amygdala, and that's at the base of your brain. Um, and your amygdala is your like anxiety central basically and so it's interesting because I've been doing a lot of research on like trauma and um stress and anxiety and (laughs) oh gosh oh and sorry we are hysterical um and I found that certain cultures have a higher rating on their amygdala than other cultures. So you're, you know, think on a scale of one to 10. Um, there are some people who are just born with a more active amygdala mm-hmm. based on the trauma that their culture has experienced. Um, so like the Irish who experienced the potato famine, even to this day, people of Irish descent will just naturally have a higher level of it. Like they'll be more susceptible to anxiety. Hmm. African-Americans, because if anybody should be anxious, it should be people who were plucked from their home, like their home country and abused for hundreds of years and still being, you know, okay. abused and mistreated current present day, you know, but like my child was born with a higher level of anxiety. Also, um, just FYI, when you're pregnant, they now know that whatever you're experiencing, your baby usually experiences, um, I'll go into this in another um, episode, but prior to Carter, I had twins that passed away. And I was very anxious in my pregnancy. And Carter was sucking his thumb in the womb. Like he was self-soothing, so obviously anxious, in the womb. Because I was very anxious. That makes sense. And he's still very anxious. And I am still very anxious. (laughs) Um, And so those things definitely also play into, you know, the level of anxiety that you come into in the world. Um, But our amygdala, again, is the first part of our brain. And back long, long time ago when we were like, you know, Neanderthals and all of that, um, the amygdala was just like, don't do anything that's going to make you die. You know, so the whole point of the amygdala would be like, don't die. And so anything that was different from you, anybody that was different from you, um, any type of stimuli um, could cause you to panic. Um, And at that time, we needed that because we were like living in the wilderness. Fight or flight, y'all. Fight or flight. Yeah, our fight, flight, freeze response comes from our amygdala. And so over time, you know, that hasn't really changed. Um, Now, as you get older, about six Um, other parts of your brain start to kick in. But it's not until about 21, or maybe 25, I think it's 25, that your prefrontal cortex, which is the most um, controlled part of your brain that really kind of helps you balance things out. Again, hear me, 25 is when that kicks in. completely and and your prefrontal cortex is the only part of your brain that sleeps 
So if you struggle with, you know, anxiety and things, a lot of that shit happens when you're asleep. A lot of that stuff is still running. Um, and so that's why people have difficulty sleeping or they have fitful sleep and all of that. Um, and so a lot of what's happening for us in regards to our response to stress is happening in our brain. Um, and that's why there's a lot of push now around like mindfulness and different things that help us like quiet and calm our brains down. Um, as again, also there's, you know, a lot of work on going to therapy mm -hmm. because you have to start processing those negative things, those thoughts and emotions in order to reduce that level of anxiety that's happening behind the scenes. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Am I explaining this correctly? Okay. Um, and so that's just some of the science behind um, anxiety and stress. Um, and I think part of what I think is happening nowadays is that, you know, on a lot of levels, life isn't as hard in regards to just the day to day. You know what I mean? Like yesterday, <laughs> I didn't leave my house yet. I went grocery shopping and ate at a restaurant. So I used Postmates to get some hot taco for me and the boy. And then I used Instacart to go grocery shopping and have people deliver groceries to my house. So there's so much technology and there's so many advances and there's so many new things that we can do that just the day to day, if you have the coin to do it, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? There's definitely a level of stress that goes with socioeconomic level. Um, if you have the coin to do it, there's not a lot of that day to day. Like we have washing machines now, we have stoves now, we have, you know, dishwasher. lights and dishwashers and all of that. And so some of that deeper level anxiety, I think, comes to the forefront because we have more time to think about it. You know, I don't have to go beat my clothes on a rock and carry jugs of water on my head. So I can be like, you know, I just have never felt good enough. Like, you know, <laughs> we have time for that. Idle time. That idle time creates more stress and anxiety in a lot of ways. Um, and so that's another reason why it's important for us to know how to use that mm -hmm. time wisely. So I do think that plays a part. What do you think is the other, another reason why we are so stressed and anxious nowadays? I don't know. I think it's also a cultural thing. Mm. I think different cultures experience different levels of stress. So, mm -hmm. like, something, and like you said, like, what you're predisposed to, African-American. I feel like we're going to have stress and anxiety yes. about something that's way higher than, like, oh, my God, I left something at the house. I'm freaking out. Yeah. We're going to be like, oh, that's... I think we manage, different cultures manage anxiety different, which is okay because we all come from different experiences. So we're going to have different levels of anxiety. I'm going to have a little bit more anxiety about maybe like bills or like, you know, survival or like even racial tension versus like someone who is not a person of color. They might, their anxiety, to me, I might be like, oh, that's ridiculous what you're freaking out mm -hmm. about. Like, yeah. but that's their perspective. It's real to them. To them. It's real. That, that is a level 10 to them versus mm -hmm. to me that might be a level one but you can't take away from that person but I think it's like a cultural thing as well like we mm -hmm. just because like I said we've had years of different things mm -hmm. that our anxiety about certain stuff might be a little bit different yeah so yeah. I think it's a definitely a cultural thing yeah. but it's also an individual thing because I know some people that are of color and that level 10 to someone else is their level 22 so that's true yeah. that is very true so, and I think, you know, another thing that I do know is specific to the younger generations is, you know, when you've grown up with technology, you know, we've talked about how technology 
can be the same as um, like some drugs in the way that it responds to your brain and the way that it um, it can be used as a medicator mm-hmm. for stress and symptoms like that. And so I think it's really important to remember that you know, younger people, you know, you see now, like when kids are crying and upset in stores, their parents give them a phone. Mm -hmm. And so they don't have to learn how to cope with those feelings. They just medicate those feelings. Mm -hmm. And so there's no self-soothing. And so there comes a time in life where you can't use your technology for whatever reason. And so things that may seem small to you are, again, like Earl said, like a 10 or a 20 to them because they're not used to the feels. Mm -hmm. Um, The feels just aren't a thing that they've had to deal with. And so I think that that's really important to recognize. Um, You know, I just, like, I don't allow Carter to just be on my phone when we're out in the world. Like, you can go through this store and not touch anything and we can have a conversation and engage and all of that, but you don't need something to occupy your time every minute of every day um, because then you're not going to be able to interact with yourself, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to recognize your own feelings, or nor are you going to be able to interact with others appropriately. So that is just an FYI. It's more convenient for us, definitely. As a parent, I get it. And I'm not saying I don't do it and I've never done it. But I am saying that I've noticed that when I do that, then that is his pacifier. That is the thing he wants to manage his stress like instead that. of what taking care pacifier? of himself. What is your pacifier? And, you know, the younger generations have been able to use technology as a pacifier, and it has not served them well. So, you know. Um, And so I do think, like Earl said, we have to, you know, consider what stress levels are for different cultures. I know for me, you know, as someone who's always struggled with anxiety, it's always been a thing um, there's always been a racial aspect mm-hmm. to the anxiety. I've always gone to predominantly white schools, um, except for my freshman year of college. Um, and I've just always been aware of difference um, and feeling like I was going to, in some way, have to defend who I am or manage microaggressions or, you know, all of those things. And I think even though I like that we are recording things and holding people accountable, that has increased my anxiety to see the number of cases of, you know, crime against African-Americans or crimes against women or North Korea shooting off bombs or Trump is going to get everybody killed. Like being exposed to that on an ongoing basis has been very very frustrating Mm -hmm. so that's something to consider um and so yeah I think we have to manage how much we allow ourselves access to that Mm -hmm. information and we talked about that in a mini-sode recently but I know you know the other day I was in Walmart and this dude this white guy was looking at the tiki torches and my like my like sensors and lights started going off like what you Oh, what you doing? Like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. And so we just have to be mindful of those things and take care of ourselves in regards to what we expose ourselves to. Um, but Earl, talk a little bit about just like regular, regular degular, as I say, stress. Just work and friendship. Regular stress. Like I said, work. Am I going to get to work on time? Mm-hmm. Am I going to get this project for work on time? Am I going to mm-hmm. meet these numbers? School. Am I going to have enough time to do the fun parts of school and do the work part? Am I going to maintain this job or paying these bills while I'm in school? You know, all those daily stressors or just, if you add depression into that, 
that's a whole nother thing. Am I gonna be able to get out of this bed? And if you're not able to get out of the bed because of your depression, that's creating anxiety because you know you have these deadlines. Because it's always so many different pieces to a puzzle. There's not one piece that is the same. But no, going to end the anxiety piece, I'm trying to think, what are just different ways of managing anxiety? Because everything is different for mm -hmm. everybody. Yeah. I mean, it's us. So, yeah. of course, I'm sitting crazy. on the couch. Yeah. Well, yeah. Start a couch for one. Sitting on a couch. Because um, they're going to help you figure out what works. Yeah. It's so interesting to me. I always, my first two, three sessions is really just talking about coping skills. Like, what are your coping skills? Because so many people, one, they don't know what coping, when they hear coping skills, they got they automatically think, oh, well, I don't, I don't like counting and stuff. And I was like, that ain't, <laughs> you're thinking about textbook stuff. Yeah. Coping skills are things that you like to do on a regular. Absolutely. If talking to your mama is, that could be a coping skill. You going to watch a movie could be a coping skill or listening to music, going for a walk. They always, I always notice that I have to explain what is a coping skill. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I have to, because I usually, I'll ask them, I don't even start off with a coping skill. I'll ask them, what are the things you love to do? Exactly. Or in the words what of Dr. Forrest, what makes your heart sing? Mm -hmm. What are the things you love to do? And then they're like, well, I love songs. And I was like, we well, do know what that's called. And they're like, well, I was like, that's a coping skill. Exactly. Because that's something you clearly do that keeps you going, that mm -hmm. makes you happy. So, is one finding out what are the things you love doing, and then what's always makes me go in shock because they never people don't even know what they like to do for fun. Like, mm -hmm. what they always think, they're like, well, and they have to think about it. And they're like, well, I guess read. And I was like, uh uh, if you have to guess, that is not something you love to do. Exactly. What is something you love to do? Mm -hmm. Don't tell me what you think I want to hear. Because exactly. even if it's something negative, I want you to name that negative so yeah. we can now talk about yeah. what's a negative coping skill. Exactly. There are, yeah, people which we call our medicators, mm -hmm. but that's still a coping skill. The things you do to not feel pain. So name it. <laughs> even if it's bad or you, you perceive it as bad, name it. And let's find a way. Because one thing I will never tell somebody if they have a, a coping skill that they find negative, I'm never going to tell you to just drop it. Because you mm -hmm. can't just drop it. Now, we can gradually decrease it and try and to find, increase your positive. But mm -hmm. if you say, I like to have a glass of wine daily, I'm not going to say, oh, you need to stop. I'm going to say, well, what, what's some things we can do to add that could yes. take away? What's some yes. other things? Because to tell somebody, oh, that coping is horrible, don't do that. What's that gonna make? That's them like that's gonna shut them down. down. That's like they're gonna the anxious people calm down. It, right, and that's gonna only make them more anxious because now they're gonna go and start thinking, "Well, this is bad. Like, what else can I do? I don't have anything else." And that's just mm -hmm. gonna that's a whole yeah. Thing. And we don't want to use, we don't want to take away people's hope. Exactly. Like having the hope that they can manage this and they don't have to feel like this all the right. time. Like people are desperate and they are overwhelmed and they just want to know, like, am I always gonna feel this way? And you know, the first thing I've done. Not comparing, but the thing I love about social, we always are going to start from a strength mm -hmm. base. We are about empowerment first, mm -hmm. or at least I know from good old Winter University. Woo! That's what we Woo! were in still. It's all about Woo! empowerment. I am not here to do the job for you. Mm -hmm. I am here to help you get the skill that you did not know you had because you yeah, have them. You do. They are and there. to allow you to build and construct and just go off and live your best life as the, the new term lately. Live Absolutely. your best life. Absolutely. So yeah, and I think it's important to say like just because you are experiencing stress doesn't mean you're experiencing anxiety because mm, there's um, a difference. There's definitely a difference. Anxiety is definitely something that is a response to stress. You know, some mm. people experience stress and they can be like, I'm stressed and it is what it is. And you still need to use your coping skills for that and manage, you know, practice self-care. But anxiety is another level to that. Mm -hmm. And anxiety itself is on a continuum. And there are some people who can experience anxiety and they're very, you know, 
just like, oh, I'm anxious, and there's just this over and I can give y'all examples because for one, anxiety can be developed at any time, absolutely, and it can be situational, mm -hmm. like situational. So, for instance, I, if y'all know me, I am a very type A, (laughs) I'm planners, I'm schedules. If you Mm -hmm. tell me a time, I'm going to be there early, yes. Um, and I get now, I've never had an anxiety attack. I've never had that level, but I get very anxious mm-hmm. when I know we're supposed to, if you say we're going to meet at five, mm-hmm. I'm going to get anxious around, especially if I don't like riding with people. Mm-hmm. I get anxious if they're very lots of days ago and not moving mm-hmm. fast, and they was like, well, we're going to, they say five, but you know, I ain't going to really be five, ten. I don't care, because now you're making my chest hurt. Yeah. I'm getting <laughs> I like to just be where I'm supposed to be. That's yeah. just my personality. Yeah. So I'll get a little anxiety about that, but it's manageable anxiety. So like I said, everybody has anxiety. Everybody gets anxious. I think the real clear line is, is how do you, are you able to manage? Is it manageable? Because mm-hmm. some people's anxiety is not manageable. Yeah. And that's when they start having panic attacks and yes. anxiety, you know, anxiety attacks. Yeah. Or yeah, or they're just not able to move forward. Right. In life. They like cannot who suffer from agoraphobia. Yes. Who, which for others is people who can't like leave their home. Mm-hmm. Like again, a frozen and social or situational or, like over bridges yes, or um, yes, clouds. A, I was gonna say. You and your clown phobias, cause yes. you. Yes, I get. Now that is when the veil. But comes but the out. fight comes out. It's not always. And but I you get people, a veil too. It you depends. get you get the veil in the a little of the banshee. It depends. If I think they're gonna like, if they're gonna talk, talk to you, then the banshee, the banshee comes out. But if you see them, like, you make yourself invisible because you're like, okay. if they can't, if I can't see them, they, <laughs> they can't see, see me. me. <laughs> I'm like, that's not the case. <laughs> that's not the case because we see you yeah. with this red hair covering <laughs> your face, <laughs> ma'am. I'm just saying. I guess I'm doing the best I can. So yeah. So and as somebody, I have not had many panic attacks. But I've had a few, and they've been in the recent years, and it's been interesting what sparks a panic attack for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm somebody who can speak to a thousand people, mm-hmm. you know, and not, and you know, I have like the butterflies, but that's it. But you're not but, cut it off. Exactly. But for me, um, it's that feeling of being stuck in a situation. Um, that really creates that anxiety for mm-hmm. me. When I feel like I have done the work to escape a situation, and then I feel like someone else is trying to pull me back into a similar place, mm-hmm. I get I get scared and I freak out. Like that is my anxiety. So um, it's interesting what triggers you and what doesn't trigger right. you, and so and what you develop over years. Exactly. Because I've always been afraid of planes, but then once I actually got on a plane, I loved it because yes. I love roller coasters. I do not like to fly, so I don't have a fear of planes anymore. Mm-hmm. But I do know that I, I, I'm learning that I think I'm developing claustrophobia. Mm. I don't like, um, even as I talk about it, like my chest, like, <laughs> I think I'm developing, like, tight spaces or if it's, mm-hmm. I don't mind crowds like too of many people. people. Oh. I don't mind. I just like to know where my exits are. Yes. And I just like to know, um, I mean, I've done this since I was little, like, whenever I go somewhere, I always have, like, a, that's just me, y'all, like I said, type A. I always just have a plan, like, if shit gets real in here, and I gotta go. How am I getting out of here? Mm-hmm. And if I have somebody with me, particularly a child, how am I gonna get to them and then get out of there? Yes, yeah. But, um, yeah, I've just learned, like, like, clubs, first off, I just think I'm out, outgrown that. Mm-hmm. I hate clubs now, unless I'm in a section. Because mm-hmm. I just like to be able to sit down and have a drink. I like to, actually, like, I like space. Yeah. Again, it's going down. I need space. Yeah. 
But, um... <laughs> yes, I'm just thinking about... All I can do is roll my eyes when I think about a club now. Except for Homecoming. So ready for Homecoming, y'all. Oh, Sorry God. for this sidebar, but ooh, if you know who Homecoming... Ah, I'm so ready to see everybody. Okay, I'm not as ready, but you know, I'm 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 further removed from the woo homecoming. So I just love to see head. all my old Greek family and all my friends from the good old days. Cause you know, when I was in undergrad, I hung out with most of the older people. So like, they all graduated when I was like mm. sophomore juniors. I'm ready to see those people, and I'm yeah. ready to see my classmates. Yeah. I don't I don't care to see nobody that was after me. Yeah. <laughs> Really too much light now. Oh Lord. Um. So yeah. So you know, I think it's really important to recognize again that your triggers are going to be different. Um, that stress and anxiety are separate, mm-hmm. um, but stress can lead to anxiety, um, and that having coping skills is a really important thing in that. Um. So let's real quick talk about. No, I'm gonna save that for that's not a thing. That's gonna be my that's not mm-hmm. a thing. Never mind. Um. Go ahead. I do think, like going back, I think your top two is going to always be coping and knowing your triggers. Your triggers are going to be yes. different, but if you know your triggers, yes. you will be able to better manage. Mm-hmm. And be able to vocalize. Don't ever be ashamed of having anxiety because everybody has anxiety. Mm-hmm. So I think you really need to be aware of what are your triggers and vocalize like, hey, this is going to be a little stressful to me. Because mm-hmm. I think most people get anxiety. Their anxiety, these anxiety attacks come from the, I think, embarrassment. Yeah. Of like what is going to happen Like if what is, if somebody's going to notice that I'm getting anxious And then an anxiety attacks Because they start feeding it Exactly. So you need to be able to vocalize like Hey I'm willing to go to this But this particular thing mm-hmm. Is not a thing for That is going that's gonna to offset me a little yeah. bit You know so I think vocalizing And if people are aware like know your tribe y'all I'm going to always yeah. say your tribe Know your tribe and have people there that's going to be able to help yeah. you And have boundaries and say yes. no. No is a complete sentence. You don't have to explain to people why you don't no, want to do something. No, period. I personally like no with the exclamation point, but no with the period also suffice. No is a complete sentence. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. Don't put yourself in a situation that you don't have to put yourself in just to appease others. Mm-hmm. Because when you get to the place where you're then having the anxiety attack or you're overwhelmed, you're and it's not even just about having an anxiety attack. If you have X, you know X amount of things on your plate and you're like, I'm really stressed mm-hmm. and then somebody wants to put something else on your plate be like no I'm good like I don't have any more room for anything else and people will be okay people figure shit out like it always amazes me when I tell somebody no and they were coming to me like I was their last hope how they figured it out when I said no like it always blows my mind you know what I mean because I think people learn that I think people have a negative um connotation to know and I think Mm -hmm. that's something we learn as kids like oh don't share Yes. Be nice. Be you nice. can't. Don't say Be no. Nice. Be no. Is, but no is such a powerful word because yes. if you don't learn how to say no you're going to always say yes exactly and then you will be overwhelmed and most importantly you'll be resentful and bitter and don't like there's nothing worse than doing something for somebody and you're like bitter about it mm-hmm. and like don't really want to do it because you're not doing it for yourself like you're not really doing it exactly. you're not doing it for yourself and you're they can tell it. and yes. it changes the relationship or even if you are like good at having a veil what is that doing to you? Exactly. Like you, that's a that's Chip more of your, especially when you're doing it for people that's not gonna do it back for you. Yes. Oh yeah. So it chips away at your resentment. We probably my, need a whole like boundaries. Episode. No, we need a boundaries episode. Um, that's actually my favorite word. Y'all know I say no all the time. Now, <laughs> hey, you want to? No, <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going to this event. 
I'm asking you to stop saying that. I've been saying no a little too much lately. Oh, Lord. So, yeah. And I tell people, like, you know, sometimes something I've learned, because I'm a yes person by nature, and I've learned to just, regardless of what my real answer is, my initial answer is, let me think about it. Mm. And then that gives me space to think about it. I feel like people get in this rush state. Like, oh, we want to do something. Uh, yeah, they okay. feel rushed, and then you were like, like, "I don't, don't want to do that, that shit." Mm-hmm. Stop. And I've done a lot of like circling back and being like, "I know I said yes, but <laughs> what did we this conversation?" Can, you know, and that's taken a lot of work. And so I was like, "Let me just start saying, let me think about it." And, and y'all, tough conversations are okay. Yeah. I think I should do a seminar on having tough conversations. You should, yes. And if for y'all, listen to the episode "Difficult Conversations." Yes, because because I think I'm good at that. Although you. Y'all it depends on what kind of who you're having a tough conversation with. I don't think so. Okay. See, Courtney, anytime that okay, y'all. See, first off, go circling back. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. When Courtney says that I'll put an LOL in that's through text. First off, I don't yeah, like having difficult conversations through text anyway, because like I said, I'm already in person. I think I have great difficult conversations in general, but in person, I know I thrive. Mm-hmm. But I don't like text because people can apply their own emotions. Yeah, so that's why I say LOL saves lives. Because LOL is not I'm laughing out loud. LOL is just like a, hey, LOL I'm saying this to lives. you, but I don't, this isn't to be hard or harsh. Mm-hmm. I don't like texting you. So, like, usually when somebody texts me and it's like, it's better, I'm like, we need to talk, we need to FaceTime or do yeah. something. Because the moment you take offense is the moment that my, my loyal soldiers are going to show up. <laughs> And I'm not gonna, as Iyana says, and I welcome them. Because the moment I feel like you are getting defensive. But see, now that's not appropriate to respond. You are the more mature person. It's more appropriate to say, I feel like you're being, you know. No, that's what I'm saying. They're gonna show, no, but I'm saying my funeral directors. The lion don't show up. But just saying, like, I'm sensing your defensiveness. Uh, oh, that's talk to me about that. No, but in your mind, you're still having the funeral. No, in my mind. the hill. But see, in my mind, my mind is going off, but the real Earl's is staying there, and I'm gonna be like, you need to. Now, but I'm only gonna ask you to shift through your shit for about two, three times. I'm gonna say, hey, something else is deeper, and I'm gonna. <laughs> um, and when you like try to deflect, I'm gonna bring it back one more time, and then after that, I'm gonna but say, you, you gonna know have what? Some sauce on it. I just want you to make it. I just want white rice. Just. I don't know how to make white rice without butter. <sighs> just a, a little. Salt. But it don't have just butter and salt. It has like Lowry's and paprika and oregano. <laughs> but let's be real. It takes a lot for me to give you all the salt. True. So True. I, it's yeah, levels it to this. who it is. If you like them. But if you already wasn't really a fan. Or if oh. they're just a regular. A rando. Like Issa said. And some randos. Some randos. <laughs> But I think it's actually better if I don't know you. If I'm not close with you, I think that's when my best difficult conversations happen because there's really no emotion. Mm, And when I mean like emotion, I mean like there's no like, ooh, I'm going to feel anxious about having this conversation. I'm going to just like, these are the facts. These are the bullet Mm -hmm. points of the situation. Yeah. I think I would be really, I would would not want this job of firing people, but I feel like, well, y'all, Courtney's already told me like when we blow up and like, have our own things. I'm not going to share our goals. But, like, she wants me to be in charge of, like, having the tough conversations with, like, with our employees and stuff. And I don't yes. think that's particularly fair, but hey. So here's the reason I said that. is because, um, again, like I said earlier, Earl is able to do that 
but like by the time like, like they're gonna want Earl to do it. And Earl's gonna be like, you want me to have this conversation with you? Because when Courtney comes through, <laughs> I'm very like, you know, I see that this is just no longer working. And so I'm gonna ask you to pack your things and leave the premises. Like, I'm just not like, I. Are you not equipped with that? I don't, I don't have it for the, I'm gonna be like, did Earl give you the like correction, <laughs> like the information about correcting it? And so you chose, I just assume that but people you know are right and capable. And I also think and so you, you have a little bit things, more emotion. I do. If you don't do things, I assume you're not doing them on purpose. Cause I think like you, you're choosing to not follow And I think you'll start feeling bad okay. for people. Mm-mm. No. No. No, not in that aspect. Not, not if like you're just like an employee or if you're just like i just yeah it depends on i think you will still deliver it deliver look at me deliver it but i think i do think i think after after the fact you have more like i feel kind of sad sometimes on who it is it depends on who it is and i'm somebody that like when i've asked you to do something i'm when i say something to people i create space for you to ask questions seek clarification i'm somebody who says do you understand what i'm saying do you need anything else from me if you say yes i got it i am under the impression you are going to do better you're fully capable because I believe in you and you're going to do better. So then when you don't do better, then that means you are intentionally not doing better and that's unacceptable. Because, like, you're not just going to railroad me and lie. Like, that's not okay. And so then I'm like, okay, I don't understand what you did not understand about what we talked about because I asked you... Did See, you that's your sauce. Your sauce is saucier than mine. It is. That's why you have to have the conversation. That's why they need to talk to you without me. Because I have different sauces. You do, but I and mine is just like obviously this is not going to work because you were choosing <laughs> to not show up. And when you and say obviously, that's what they going to love. Exactly. Well, obviously, because I'm like, I'm, hold on, hold. Yeah. So, you know, like, right. yeah, I'm the one, like, if Earl comes to my office, it's like, Courtney, so-and-so happened, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, obviously, they don't want to work here anymore. Just let them, what they, what do you need? You need a box? I got some boxes in the storage room. We have all the boxes. Shit in and get the fuck out. I don't have time. I don't have time. We're out here trying to change lives and heal people. You work here. I reserve my filter <laughs> and my compassion. <laughs> for my clients you work here if you need something you need to ask for it if you need support you need to seek it i'm willing to give but if you walking around here like you are right then i expect you to be doing your job like you are right use your words if you don't use your words then i don't have anything for you no i just love because when i say things like this y'all courtney was like well maybe you can be frank i just want y'all to know courtney is saying all these things but courtney's sauce her sauce she gives you the sauce early I do. When I give you sauce, you deserve you all this. Sauce. You've earned, you've earned, you've earned this sauce. That is a fucking. Oh, that's a I've cursed. <laughs> that is a thing. Yeah, you have earned the sauce. But that's why I'm saying, Earl, you take care of the people. That is my I not get a thing. The sauce early. This is that's gonna be my not a thing. Okay, I'm prepared I to like move it. forward if you are. I like it. So yes. So real quick, let's just talk about my favorite way of managing anxiety, which is meditation and mindfulness. Um, mm. I started meditating. Ooh, gosh, Sid, who is a colleague of mine that I love, got me into meditation. Gosh, maybe like five years ago now. 
Um, and I was like, said, I can't. Like, my mind is bananas. I'm ADHD. I can't do it. I can't do it. And she was like, just try just a few minutes a day, all of this stuff. And y'all, when I say that meditation and mindfulness has been one of the greatest gifts to myself in my life, like, I'm not even being dramatic because I know I have, you know, the ability to be dramatic. Because what it has done is it has slowed me down not just in those moments when I'm meditating or being mindful, but in general. So I catch my triggers earlier. I am more aware of my surroundings. Um, and on another note, I enjoy the good in my life more. You know what I mean? Like when my son does things, I have this awareness of he will never be six years and so many months and so many days again. And so when we are having those interactions, I slow down, I look him in the eye, I ask questions, I enjoy him, I drink in our experiences. I do that with my friends as well. Um, it helps my memory, it helps my focus, it helps my clarity. Um, I know now, like I'll, when I have a good meditation session, it can be two days later, I'm like driving and all of a sudden like epiphanies will just start raining down and I'll be like, ooh, and I did it upon me. All of these things like show up in my life because my mind is more activated and aware of mm -hmm. what's going on now in the moment. Um, and it also, you know, as a believer, it has changed my relationship with God because I incorporate meditation into my prayer. Mm -hmm. So I pray and then I listen and then I pray and then I listen. Um, because prayer is a conversation. But oh, normally yes, when Lord. we pray, we just like, Lord, thank you for this. Forgive me for this. Give me this. And amen. But now I pray and then I sit. And so I'm having a conversation with God in a way that I've never had a conversation with him before. Mm. Um, and so I will ha have some resources at the end, but I started meditating off of an app called Stop, Think, Breathe, or Stop, Breathe, Think, um, which was really good because it just gave me like short three to eight minute guided meditations. A lot of people start meditating with guided meditations um, because it's hard to just sit still. Um, so I would suggest that. But then also, you know, just using mindfulness, which is just bringing yourself to the present moment and just being in the present moment for a sustained period of time. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll do things like, you know, have something in my hand and just kind of focus on how that feels because I'm a very tactile person. I'm also very auditory. I'll sit and just listen to the sounds around me. Um, or I'll just sit quietly and focus on how my breath feels coming in and out. Um, and again, all of these things are meant to just bring you back here because your brain can't consciously do two things at once. And so a part of stress and anxiety is that loop that you get caught in when you're mm -hmm. freaking out. Mm -hmm. And when you are able to bring yourself back to the present, you know, you can't continue the loop consciously and once you once you're able to stop the loop the rational you shows back up and it says you know you're not dying it's okay you're actually not dying in this moment so breathe it in what are your solutions how do you problem solve this you can't do this until you stop the loop mm -hmm. and mindfulness and meditation is how I stop the loop I use it with my son I use it with clients and again I try to use it throughout the day um, so that is my number one um, method of managing my anxiety and stress so mm -hmm. just wanted to do a little plug for them guys and maybe I'll do a um, Later this week, I'll throw up a um, meditation on the podcast for you guys, oh. a little guided situation. So, do you have anything else to add for this section? Mm, I don't think so. All right. Well, we will take... I'm going to share other stuff and resources. Cool beans. Uh, we will take a quick break, and we'll be back. 
Alright you guys, it's time for our favorite segment, my favorite segment other than that's not a thing. Question of the day. Yes. Today's question actually fits our topic, but it's in regards to relationships. Mm. The reader asks, how do you handle your partner's anxiety and support them when you yourself are being triggered? Mm. So... I think that relationships and intimate relationships especially are the hardest thing we do mm -hmm. because we just like we watched Insecure yesterday and that Issa and Lawrence argument I was like I tweeted on our hats off um, I was Twitter triggered. I was like you know no one can hurt you like someone you used to love like we can just say like all the horrible hurtful shit to each other when we're in those and spaces. you have to the thing about that, that's why I love, because some of people was like, I hate that argue. I was like, no, I love that they argue, because look what it showed you. When y'all mm -hmm. don't communicate, mm -hmm. that was five years exactly. of backed up bullshit that they yep. both wanted to say to each other. Yep. And they were literally both hurt. That's why when people are like, well, what team? I am nobody's team, mm -hmm. because they both hurt. I'm team, get your ass on the couch. And get get on the couch. That's the team I'm on. Everybody on that show need to be on the mm -hmm. couch. Molly, get your ass on the couch. Molly? But I'm gonna not. That's a that's another episode. That's, that's gonna be our mini episode after. Because I love Molly. I I, I connect with her. I love her. But, but Issa and Lauren, like that, just shows you. She look how she waited. Like I took care of you for five years. You were depressed, and then she started. You know they said so many hurtful things. Yeah. When you are triggered, you have to be able to communicate. And y'all do. They y'all do love each other. Mm -hmm. So you need to be able to have those conversations. And I always say, if you're not able to have that conversation with your partner, y'all need to reassess some stuff. Mm -hmm. Because if you're afraid about expressing how you feel and what how what they're doing is making you feel, because you cannot take care of somebody else if you are not taken care of first. Mm -hmm. So. That just, I love that episode because they just, that just shows you what happens when you don't when you communicate, don't communicate and have those hard discussions because you're going to build up because it's going to come out, y'all. Oh, yeah. And it's going to come out like a Mentos in a coat. It's going to be everywhere. It's going to be an explosion. So, I love, oof. Yeah, that mm, was a good. All day. Yes, so I think that it's really important to right size yourself in your relationships, mm. and right sizing means how much are you needed in this moment, and that's going to vary depending on what the issue is. So if your partner has anxiety and like just regular like generalized anxiety, they have like a higher level of anxiety. That is their responsibility to manage, you know, and you can be a support in regards to um, if they're having an anxiety attack and you help them with grounding or something like Keyword that. Keyword support. Support, though. A support, like, if when you think about support, like, if I'm walking and you are supporting me in walking, I am still walking myself. Mm -hmm. You are just by my side. You are not carrying me. And I think a lot of times in relationships, we end up carrying our partner. Mm. That's Support a, versus carrying. That's a word. Uh, and a lot of the times in our relationship, we end up carrying our partner when we're supposed to be supporting our partner. And again, that's another part of boundaries and saying, I can't manage your anxiety for you. How can I help you in this moment? But also, once that moment is passed, having an honest conversation with, how are you planning mm -hmm. to do this better in the future? Hashtag what do you need? Boundaries. 
get boundaried because that will save your relationship. Um, and then also being aware of your own stuff. If you are triggered, you can't help your partner. So you need to be able to take care of your own stuff and deal with your own anxiety or whatever the trigger is before you get to a place where you're able to even show up for somebody else. Mm -hmm. So just being able to say, you know, like I'm going to step away so I don't make your situation worse. But in this moment, I can't show up for you right now. Um, that's important. And so I would encourage that um, with this relationship because a lot of times we do find people with similar, you know, issues or concerns, you know, like likes attract, you know, opposites attract, but likes stay together. Oh. And so, <laughs> you Come know, on, word. that is just a thing. And so you have to be able to take care of yourself. You have to be able to right size yourself in their stuff. Um, and ultimately you have to be able to communicate and say what's working and what's not working ongoing. Like, it is healthy to talk about what's working and not working in your relationship on an ongoing basis. So, we hope that that helps, Anonymous. Um, that's not a thing. All right. Well, we are back with That's Not a Thing. <laughs> all right. You want to go first? Yes, y'all. This is what's not a thing. And I'm shading all my peoples. My friends. My family. Uh, uh, uh. What is not a thing is when a person... And I'm going to talk about me. So I'm going to say I. I'm going to use my I statements. When I am giving people the opportunity to do right, and when I finally give them a sauce, what is not a thing is y'all coming to me and say that was too much sauce. Y'all can't tell me it's too much sauce when I have been... Sorry. When I have been calm, cool, and collected, because Courtney loves to say that. She's like, that was a little, that was a little spicy. I'm like, ooh, you said it like that? And I'm just like, did you see all the, the bill knocks? Because y'all, this is the thing. I am a very, I'm going to sit there, and I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you just build. And I'm going to, I'm going to give you warnings. Because I'm going to say, well, maybe you should, but if you don't take that, I feel as though whatever I present to you in whatever floodgates in whatever flood comes out of those gates mm. you deserve cause everybody mad ain't the same yep that is true so to all my people that be like oh, Earl you really had to give them the Clayton yes I did so Courtney don't tell me if it's too much sauce okay I hear you I'm going to hear you <laughs> what I hear you saying is that you feel like I criticize how you manage boundaries with others I won't say criticize because you always do it in a funny way it makes me laugh <laughs> I don't get upset I just be laughing but yeah, Courtney y'all Courtney always she would tell she's like well maybe <laughs> I always be like well and I'm like then she's like I know I know what they said like she's like they deserve it but Courtney be thinking about she be thinking about the other person like but I my feelings would have been hurt I'm like well you know what shit sometimes feelings that's the thing about feelings, feelings y'all they can bounce the, they can bounce back ooh I was about to let out the air bomb again feelings can bounce back and people are like feelings are necessary it's okay and to sometimes feelings. your feelings need to be hurt especially sometimes. when you come at a person that has all the skill set mm -hmm. to do that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yes I be telling y'all I be warning folks but I always be laughing because even my family, they're like, I mean, I see why I saw, I see why you did it. But. <laughs> ain't no but. They were, like, I did it. They was like, but you did it, big. And I'm like, but yeah, I did right. it. I don't, have, I don't have ass nothing in my life. I hear you. I don't believe in half ass. So, 
if you get me to that point, because it takes me a lot, y'all. I have worked on myself a lot in this in this this earth. You have. So Clayton is bound up. (laughs) So once you unlock all them gates and codes and acts and doors. You battle goddamn run through every tunnel you came through. Cause that boy there, he ain't got nobody filter. So that's not a thing. So my that's not a thing is please stop telling people to calm down. Like, just stop telling people to calm down. If they could calm down, they would. Like it just like and I know sometimes we just don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. Like, I get that. And you're uncomfortable. Maybe you're triggered. But a better thing to say is, what do you need right now? How can I help you right now? How can I show up for you right now? Let's breathe. But quit being like, um, calm down. Because that, like, it just doesn't... It it, it doesn't make any sense. It's, it's frustrating. It creates this feeling of... Like now they're free, like they're upsetting you or they're bothering you or they're, you know, yeah, like they're making your life more difficult um, because of how they're feeling. And when someone's experiencing anxiety or stress, they don't need to feel bad for anybody else in those no. moments. And so even if you have to say, you know, I'm really uncomfortable with what's happening right now and I don't know how to help you, even that is better than like, you just got to calm down. It's not that big a deal. Pray about it, blah, blah, blah. Because again, if they could, they would. No one wants to feel that way. Um, and so like just stop using that and then just also another caveat is um you know i get it you know we just said how things can feel like a 10 and things can feel like a 20 um and everybody's on a different degree but one of the things that has really helped me in managing my own anxiety is perspective Mm. and just thinking just taking that mindful moment to bring myself back and then once I brought myself back trying to have a little bit of perspective and insight about what it is I'm really freaking out about Um, and there have been some hard lessons in my life that have given me that perspective Mm -hmm. and so I encourage people to not wait for those moments don't wait for a significant loss or a significant failure or a catastrophe to really understand what's important and what's not important because we give so much time and energy to things that are not important and to people that don't deserve our time and energy um and so having some perspective when you're in those calmer spaces will help you manage your stress and anxiety better so those are my two you know that's not a thing so all right um, I am going to segue really quick okay. because you guys, in the mix of this, I just got a notification on my phone that I am being recognized on, so I'm going to do a, a shout out really Okay, quick. okay. Um, my good friend Tierra actually recommended me to be represented on the Young Melanated Professionals, and I was. Yay. Um, her name, who, um, mm, this threw me off a little bit. All right. So, she actually has a podcast herself called mm-hmm. Young Melanated Professional Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, or New Geechee? Geechee. Yeah. New Geechee Podcast. But um, she's a sister out here doing amazing. She's always representing young 
melanated professionals, young black professionals who are doing it in this big world mm -hmm. and overcoming all the obstacles. Absolutely. So you all need to first off check out her Instagram at New Geechee, that is N-E-W-G-E-E-C-H-E-E. -E -E. I'm going to tag all her stuff on here. I'm going to tag her podcast. But yeah, she just rep um, recognized me as the young melanated professional Yay. of the week. Go Earl. Go so, Blessings. Go Earl. I just love young people like out here doing it, y'all. Like yes. this is stuff that when you rec you get recognized, you, you you know, sometimes you might feel like, am I doing enough? Mm -hmm. And then you get that recognition. And then you're like, oh. And on a Monday. So now I'm really ready to just go off and tear it up some more. I know. That's beautiful. Congratulations, bruh. Thanks. Yes. yes. So yes. Oh. <laughs> so yes. Oh, I'm gonna just have a little moment because uh -oh. I like. Of course, he showed it to me, but I wasn't gonna say anything. But I'm proud of you for like basking in your good shit because that's not always been something you've been good or comfortable with. No. And so I'm so proud of you for letting yourself like be proud of you. Yeah, I struggle with oh, that. Heart. Gross. This is gonna be gross. It's like Kelly said, gro that's gross. Gross. <laughs> um, shout out to Insecure. Um, so yes. So all right, guys. Uh, we're gonna wrap up. Uh, Earl, do you have resources? Um, I do. I'm actually going to um, because I also show this to my clients too, and they just really feel like they don't have any coping skills. Mm -hmm. I have a little PDF, and it's just I use it for laughs because mm -hmm. it's 99 coping skills. Love it. And it's just 99 different things, whether they be strange, funny, or just like, oh wow, I actually do that. But I usually mm -hmm. do it just to allow people to be like, you do about at least 10 things on it. Yes. So I'm going to actually attach that link, but it's just 99 different coping skills just to like give you some inspiration, like look back and reflect on these are the things that help me feel whole. Mm -hmm. Okay, awesome. Um, I would also recommend Calm as a cool app. Mm -hmm. I like Calm because they have different categories of meditation and they have sleep stories. And I forgot how much I like people to read to me. So that is pretty cool. <laughs> um, you do have to pay for Calm. And so if you don't like that one, because um, there's like a yearly membership for Calm, um, and they have a Calm Kids section. And then there's also the Gaim meditation app, which is G-A-I-A-M meditation. And then Stop, Breathe, Think. Stop, Breathe, Think is free. Um, and uh, if you follow Oprah and like Deepak Chopra, they will do like 21 day meditation challenges that are really good. And those tend to be free. So if you catch one of those, that's awesome. Um, and then my quote is an oldie but a goodie for me. Um, and it is the serenity prayer. Um, and I know not everyone is a believer, but you can just take out the God portion if you feel like that's necessary because I feel like the meat of it is still really important. Um, and it's God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, mm -hmm. the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And I always tell people that what we can't change is any damn body else. Like, there's just so much stress that we take on from trying to change others. So if we can just accept, if we can just get some peace. And I remember one time I had a conversation with someone and they were like, your level of acceptance mm -hmm. is um, in direct correlation to your level of serenity. Mm. So the more you accept, the more peace you have. What? Come on. You better. Shout out to Sam. Shout out to Sam. So, yes. All right. So, uh, follow us on all the things. Um, we are on Instagram at Hats Off Podcast CLT. Mm -hmm. And we're on Twitter and Facebook at Hats Off Podcast. Yes. 
Um, follow us on our personal pages. My Instagram is E-A-Z-Y period E-C-M, E-Z-Y dot E-C-M. And I am Courtney Leak LCSW on IG and um, Facebook, and I am Courtney Courtney LCSW on Twitter. Um, and we are still tweeting a storm up a storm on uh, on Sundays when insecurity, insecurity is on. We actually had Issa's brother, the guy who played tweeted us last night. Tweeted us last <laughs> night, and I lost my whole entire shit. Yeah, so shout out to that. Felt real special. But also, y'all send us more questions for the question of the day yes. segment. Like we love that segment, so please send in questions at hats podcast at gmail.com absolutely and don't forget to like us and review us and give us five stars and yes. give us comments and all subscribe, that subscribe stuff. subscribe 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 um tell a friend tell a friend and tell absolutely. your mama too yes tell her we cuss but tell her to go ahead and listen um and i think that's all we got I think that's it. so thank you auntie maxine for an amazing weekend and until next time be you be true hats off, off. Off is brought to you by Earl Martin and my mommy, Courtney Leake. And I'm Carter, 